0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly Scott. Industry (laughs) Celebrities is a podcast where I interview industry professionals in any industry and ask them questions about their industry or their passion. Plus my guests will give us a little advice to their younger self. If you want to tune into other episodes, you can do so by going to thatkimberly.com. And there, you can choose which platform to listen to them, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, YouTube, and now Amazon Alexa. And while you're there, please rate the podcast. Now that I have that out of the way, I'd like to introduce my friend, Joni Stello. <laughs> Hi, Joni, how are you doing? Hi. So tell the listeners a little bit about what industry you're in and how you got started in that industry. Just kind of give us a, a recap. Yeah, background story. Okay.
1: So I am a licensed realtor and apartment locator, uh-huh. and I started in the multifamily industry when I was at the ripe young age of 17. Yep, when I was 17. When I was in high school, I had a really fun older girlfriend who worked for Lincoln Property Company, uh-huh. and I worshipped the ground that she walked on. Uh-huh. So she always talked about all these amazing people that she met and how much fun she had at work. And I thought, oh my gosh, that would be great. It's kind of real estate related. I should do this. So. We lived in Canyon Creek in Richardson, and there was a brand new apartment community around the corner going up that was student housing. And I think I literally stalked them every day for six months until they hired me. Like I went by every single day. You wanted that job? I think on the way home from high school, actually, it was pretty funny. (laughs) And initially, they hired somebody else, and that didn't work out. And so they ended up calling me back. They're like, "We didn't think this was going to happen." But um, you can have the job now. Yeah, and I was thrilled. And so it was kind of like going to school and not going to school because it was student housing. So yeah. I was on UTD campus, and it was wow. – um, I think, 189 units or something crazy, and now they have over 10,000. Yeah. So it was the beginning of something really, really
0: big. But So you chose. You chose to get. I did. It was yeah. not. You fell into it. Yeah. It was a choice. Yeah,
1: it was. I mean, I, I had awesome. some thought about it. It's interesting, though, because they hired me in September, and I didn't turn 18 until December. Uh-huh. And we did a resident event for Halloween, and I'll never forget. My mom came to that party, and she said, Can you believe she's only 17? And I was like, <gasps> Mom! But they freaked out, they were like, oh my God, she's not even legal, what have we done? It was really funny, so yeah, crazy. The laws were different back then? Yeah, apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So obviously it worked out, so you were on the leasing side, and Mm -hmm. then went to, because when I met you, Uh, for many, 15 years ago? 14, 15 years ago, yeah. Uh, You were at Brook Furniture. Mm -hmm. So did you, you went from?
1: So let's see, I did leasing for about five years for First Worthing, and then I got recruited into corporate housing. I was the first salesperson for Oakwood in Dallas when they first opened here, which is crazy. And then I did that for a bit, and then what else? One of my mentors in my career actually talked me into getting my real estate license, And he hired me for a company called Rental Safari, where we did great big group moves. So that Mm -hmm. was fun. That was a lot of really good experience. But I did that. Then I think he was actually the one that got me the job at Brook Furniture. And so that's when I met you through the Apartment Association.
0: Yeah, getting involved in the Apartment Association. Yeah. (laughs) So now that we know, not so very long ago, when you you got in at 17, by choice, because, you know, I seem to find less... People that say that it was by choices, more by right. Accident. They were in
1: college. Yeah. Somebody
0: knew somebody. Yeah. It was supposed to be a part-time gig. <laughs> yeah, and, and then lifetime goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you've had different experiences in different areas, but pretty much all within the multifamily yeah. space. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you're doing what now? So apartment locating, apartment and locating. relocation. That's my
1: favorite. Okay. So relocation is kind of the sector within apartment locating, and it's where. You know, all these Fortune 500 companies hire college graduates or Mm -hmm. they transfer somebody from New York or LA or Chicago or wherever it is, and they sometimes have a day to find a place to live, sometimes it's hours, but there are a lot of them that have never been to Dallas before, and so believe it or not, yeah. there was I remember specifically one guy just graduated from college I think he was on spring break actually Uh and he came in with his mom and they literally had four hours to find him a place to live wow
0: that's some stress and he'd never been here before so
1: yeah (laughs) it's a tight time frame for sure absolutely
0: I definitely didn't know until I moved to Dallas what that was like, you know, mm-hmm. to, to have to go through and find an apartment and all that goes into it. Discover neighborhoods. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I feel like I was very fortunate to have you as my friend and then go, oh, you located? Oh, by <laughs> the way. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I feel like um, a lot of people, you and I have had numerous conversations but a lot of people don't understand, you know, all the things that locators do for them. And I just had this conversation the other day with someone that that was from New York and there the resident, the tenant, yeah, they like to say. Pays for a
1: realtor. Correct, to do
0: this. And I was like, WTF, are you serious? And they're like, yeah, I was like, and so we just compared, well, not here in Texas, that's Mm -hmm. not how it goes. So it'll probably be a whole other podcast about the different laws, but. For sure. I definitely (laughs) got a glimpse of you know, the fact that I was blessed to have you as a friend that has, you know, since I've started moving all over Dallas, you mm-hmm. me that you've always been my go-to person, but a lot of people don't know.
1: I think there's a common misconception about what apartment locators do, yeah. and I think with any industry, there are varying levels of that, mm-hmm. but my favorite part, because I was always the new kid at my school, yeah. I went to five high schools, I moved around a ton with a single mom, so my favorite part is just really kind of helping ease that transition and helping people. Yeah. So I've got a guy right now. He graduated from Princeton. He moved here into his first apartment, his first job ever. He's never leased an apartment before. Wow. So he literally did not even have a car. He is biking from the Trinity Groves area to downtown every day to go to work, and he's happy to do it. Yeah. He's not from Texas. <laughs> Clearly. (laughs) But also, you know, finding the bike paths, being able to educate them on how far the distance is, what that looks like, what traffic patterns are. I mean, I personally dive deep just because I really enjoy that. And I want to help people have the full understanding of what they're getting into. I mean, anybody can sell you on leasing an apartment once you get inside, but oftentimes they need to be educated on the neighborhood before they even get there. Mm -hmm. And if it meets their
0: needs. Otherwise, they won't stay at that apartment community. Absolutely, yeah.
1: and needs change from year to year. Absolutely. So that exact client I'm meeting this weekend, and he's now decided to buy a car oh. and <laughs> is changing jobs and is moving out to Las Colinas, and and
0: we'll use you again. Yeah, to, yeah. and
1: and so we're trying to discover that area now and yeah. figure out you know what looks different and
0: Las how it's way different than when I first moved here yeah. back in two thousand and three or
1: four. Me as well. I mean, I worked out there in the 90s and I remember a resident coming into the property that I worked at that was Valley View Lane at the time and showing us the plans for 190 going in Wow! and telling us when it went in, you wouldn't be able to see the property anymore. It would lose its drive-by focus. I mean, I feel like I've been there for a minute to see these (laughs) things unfold, (laughs) you know,
0: and happen, which is fun. I know that from just our conversations that you and I have talked about doing something, you know, whether it's a class or a webinar about how to work with locators. Ooh, a is um, a good idea. Yeah, they, they a <laughs> podcast, another podcast, yeah. but on a high level, because you just answered the question about what you like the most about doing the work that you do, mm-hmm. but- Helping others. Yeah, and you do go above and beyond, I would say any, I mean, I've never used anyone else, but from the things that I've heard, the perceptions of, A lot of people don't know and or they're not educated or they've had a bad experience or whatever so I think putting more information out there about how to work with a locator and and do's and don'ts it would be great you know like yeah what is the most
1: misconception correct yes I think a lot of people think that we kick back and eat bonbons with our feet on the desk (laughs) and checks fly through the door and oftentimes people don't realize that we may communicate with a client six months to a year before we ever meet them Uh and you know communication is what forges that relationship but it's Uh time-consuming we answer our phone seven days a week 24 hours a day for the most part unless we're completely knocked out asleep but We're always on. And I think that's the differentiation between us and and a property. And that's why it's so important for us to work together as a property to kind of fill in those gaps.
0: Yeah. I think that there are a few locators that have ruined the batch, you know, ruined that conception of because not everybody is always on. and not Yeah, there's there's some that might kick back, even though that's not you and or the people you work with. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some bad eggs out there. But for all the bad eggs, there's also equally people like me who been in the industry for i'm going on 30 years now yeah. you know who are clearly invested who build relationships and and work that way and it's very important to yeah, do that absolutely you know to maintain those relationships and then forge new ones as well.
0: absolutely and you do a good job on both sides i feel Thank you. like on the property level with the surrounding neighborhoods you know whether it's restaurants boutiques sure. you know services uh, and then also the resident as well you know that's you know, people keep it's a lifestyle, by. yeah, for
1: sure. Not just you know, the place that you're gonna put your sofa, it's where you go to the grocery store. How yeah. am I gonna walk my dog now that I live in a high rise? I've yeah. never done that before. I may have never lived in an apartment before. Absolutely, you know, what am I gonna do when I have a 12 hour day and my dog needs to be let out? So it's <laughs> all am am those
0: things, call? exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what would you tell somebody that would be interested in getting in? to whether it's the multifamily industry or the you know or the locating business. Which is kind of both, but
1: call you know. me. <laughs> <laughs> call me Sweet so and Chat. It takes a little bit longer to build your business than I think a lot of people think, with people a hundred thousand people you're moving here and almost mm-hmm. a million that have relocated in the past decade to Dallas Fort Worth, which is a ton.
0: Wow. I remember a stat from a long time ago that forty thousand people in the summertime a day or a month I'm sure it's increased, but that's that's way old. In
1: June 2013 or 14, I believe it was something like 1,400 people a day were moving to Dallas. And it's roughly 80,000 a year moving Mm. to Dallas-Fort Worth, but we've had a million people move here in the past 10 years, which has definitely changed the landscape of multifamily apartments, the demand, the growth, how quickly we grow, what a lease up policy looks like, that kind of thing. And with all of that and i think 37000 units under construction right now we're still at 95% occupancy wow so Think for people that live here the landscape has changed a little bit more and if you live here you wouldn't necessarily be aware yeah. of this other than the line getting longer at the grocery store or traffic being a little bit more complicated oh
0: my gosh so i'm gonna get started on traffic 75. Ooh, yeah
1: wee. it used to true. be
0: 635 was a bear. Oh, no. now there's now, now there's, there's a toll for that yeah now there's a toll for that absolutely <laughs> Jeez. i'm gonna circle back around to so back
1: to your question yeah. I think it takes a little bit longer to get invested. It's not a get rich quick scheme, Mm -hmm. but I think it can be a very, if you're invested in yourself, the industry, educating yourself Mm -hmm. and your clients, and you want to provide a full circle solution to them, it's a very rewarding position and relationship to have. Mm -hmm. I love when my clients invite me to their weddings or just last Saturday, I went to one who relocated from New York, her birthday party. Oh, yeah. I mean that's lovely for me to be able to see and witness and go Mm -hmm. through all those things and in the stages of people's lives so it's very rewarding in that aspect but there's a lot that goes into it
0: yeah that's it's not a get rich quick scheme a lot of people
1: I think with our industry see a lot of people getting into real estate and they're like oh yeah I'm gonna make a million my first year that's not I mean it's like anything you build on it
0: yeah absolutely and you build the relationships Period.
1: And as the relationships happen, you know, the money follows. Just like with any relationship-based business, I feel like.
0: And it's a process for sure. But would you say the association helped a lot with that when you first started like to network with not just absolutely. I remember in nineteen ninety, my Mm
1: -hmm. property manager said, All right, girls, you're gonna get gussied up. We're going to the apartment association happy hours, and I want my property to be the number one that has all of her you know, employees show up to this. And I kind of just was following along with whatever she said. Yeah. But then I realized that that was just another layer of creating relationships. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when you create strategic relationships with other supply partners, you help each other. Mm -hmm.
0: So my one standing question to the podcast is what would you tell your younger self?
1: (sighs) much younger self. I would say have more fun. Don't take life so seriously. Do something to create every day and always, always give back.
0: What do you mean do something to create every day?
1: Art, ceramics, painting, photography. I think that that really helps. I know for me, at least, it helps balance the stress of everyday life and then just bring more joy into your life. And it also, I think, is really good at problem solving. Mm -hmm. So when I... Create, I step away from the frantic, oh my God, I gotta fix a problem yeah. brain to, well, this is kind of fun. And then before you know it, there's a solution. Yeah, so,
0: that you didn't even, you weren't even paying attention to because your mind yeah. is relaxed. And, yeah. And focus on something that's creative and fun. Exactly. I, I definitely agree with that. It's something It's a that, great stress relief. Really, yeah, we had to learn later later yeah. in life.
1: <laughs> I think it was always there, but now the desire for me is definitely to cultivate it and keep it front and center yeah. just because it does help so Absolutely. many ways.
0: And it's fun. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Well, that is great advice to your younger self. <laughs> I'm still working on that. But <laughs> What advice would you give your
1: younger self? I mean, that's such a great question. Yeah. There's so many answers.
0: Mine comes in stages of, you know, from the 20s. Don't be so attached to Falling in love and and getting into a relationship, you know, because in my 20s, that's I I just it was the goal Yeah, I wasn't comfortable with myself Mm -hmm. and then I wasn't comfortable being alone You know, I felt that everybody else was had a boyfriend or whatever and I did when I was in high school But then you know always on like it didn't work out very well So I was always on the lookout for you know a boyfriend and then in my 30s It changed obviously I became very comfortable with myself and it was more about like I would tell myself work life balance because that's one you know, I started my business. They don't was, teach that in school. No. <laughs> they don't teach a lot of things in school. Yeah. But yeah, the work life balance.
1: And how do you how do you achieve that? I know we've talked about this a lot. Yeah.
0: But well back then, so in my thirties, I just to be in the moment, like the work life balance was being okay with if if everybody else was done and not wanting to work anymore, that it's okay that I took a couple hours or the whole weekend, you know, it took a long time for me to be comfortable and not doing something on the weekend that was work-related. Not
1: working on yeah. the weekends. Yeah, if,
0: if I work on the weekends, it, now it's just because it's organic or it happens. It's not because I feel like it's necessary. Or you have to. Or I have to, absolutely correct. And then in my 40s, it's being comfortable with the fact that my plan, like I had this you know, big old grandiose plan you know, in my 30s and it didn't work out because God always has something else planned for mm-hmm. you. When something you make better. plans. Yeah, something better for sure. So I think getting comfortable with not one judging myself mm-hmm. and not being comfortable with also not judging others, you know, I was usually pretty good at not, you know, but but everybody does it, you know. Right. So both ways and then being okay with it not being perfect, you know, and my plan, you know, right on point. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's you a big know, one. Yeah. I mean it took a lot to learn that one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And I think as we get older you're constantly learning you sure. know becoming more self aware you know in my my late 30s was very eye opening i think that any course any meditation anything you can do to help you find that mm-hmm. self awareness i would highly recommend to sure. my younger self to have done earlier <laughs> yeah if
1: we knew then what
0: we, we know, know now, now yeah. yeah and and i think as great of a mom as my mom is and was the things that she gave me was work ethic that you got to go got to go you got to be doing something success you know like you know do it yourself don't wait on people and and so the not sitting still like Mm. she was never taught the self-awareness she was never taught that like there were so many things that she taught me that you know self-awareness and those little other work-life balance things that she didn't know about like so, how could she teach me you know like nobody i think parents a book that generation yeah for sure. Probably
1: didn't never receive that information. Absolutely, and they might be learning from us now.
0: Oh, you know, I hope so. It's part well, of the process. Yeah, I hope so. My mom always makes jokes, but you know the the things she I'm surprised at what she does learn <laughs> or repeats because you know she has no short term memory. Uh, you know that's the awful thing about dementia. But you know she's got a great sense of humor that she likes to throw things in there every once in a while. And I'm like, wow, where did that come from? But, okay, mom, did
1: you pull she that out of your pocket? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's cute. So yeah, so. Tell listeners how they can get a hold of you if they're interested in learning more about what you do and how you do it. Email
1: me, Joni at legacylocators.com, uh-huh. or call me. 214 uh-huh.
0: And connect with you on social media.
1: Yeah, yeah. connect with me on social media
0: Facebook, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, you're doing a great job on all those, by the way. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to get you on LinkedIn.
1: Well, I am on LinkedIn. However, it's difficult to manage all those platforms when yes. you're driving all the time. I know.
0: Well, we're going to work on that one for you. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I need an assistant that can do the drive-bys with me. There you go. <laughs> Anyone
0: anyway, you heard that, maybe you could do a little mentorship uh, assistant-wise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Now um, accepting applications. <laughs> well, thank you again, Joni. I really appreciate your time. And no, thank me, you. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, it was fun. And do this little interview with you. And to the listeners, remember... To share Joni's episode if you find value in it. And while you're there, please rate the podcast while you're listening. And until next week, stay positive. Remember, sharing is caring. Thanks, Joni. Bye.